This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. Plenty of us have a go at recycling, but it turns out a whole lot more than we think is ending up in landfill, despite a bunch of good intentions. So in this episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we take a look at how recycling is organised in Australia, why soft plastics are one of our biggest issues, and what we can do to stop a massive waste problem. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. Alice, it's your first Squiz Shortcut, so welcome. Yes, moonlighting on Squiz Shortcuts today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's no stopping you. <laughs> it's fair to say recycling has been in the news over the past few months for all the wrong reasons. Before Chrissy, Australia's largest plastic bag recycling program, Red Cycle, collapsed after it was revealed hundreds of millions of bags dropped off by Coles and Woolies customers were actually being secretly stockpiled and not recycled at all. Yeah, and it's fair to say that that left a lot of people with their jaws on the floor. So consumers who'd been trying to do the right thing for years by bringing those soft plastics back to the major supermarkets, because of course you're not meant to put them in your curbside recycling, uh, they actually found out that it might have all been for nothing because RedCycle didn't have the ability to deal with the huge volume that it was getting. And all of this got found out after a major investigation by environmental watchdogs in New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia. They discovered 8,000 tonnes of soft plastic, that's millions and millions of bags, being stored in warehouses around Australia and actually posing a fire risk. Yeah, and it didn't make national news at the time, uh, but the whole disaster was actually set in train by a massive fire back in June at the Melbourne factory that RedCycle actually outsourced to, uh, to process the soft plastic. So basically since June last year, it had no capacity to do anything with all the plastics it was collecting from the big supermarkets, but it didn't tell anyone. It just kept stockpiling them. Mm, not great. And RedCycle's now being declared insolvent. Coles and Woolies have announced they're taking control of that stockpile. Yeah, and it's worth noting that it's actually more than 12,000 tonnes that's stored across 32 massive warehouses uh, and it might have deteriorated over time. It's just not clear how much of that plastic will actually be able to be recycled, um, how much might be exported uh, and, of course, how much might end up in landfill. Yeah, it's really disheartening, isn't it? And frustrating too, because so many people want to do the right thing. So Claire, just step it back a bit. How is recycling actually meant to work in Australia? 
Yeah, so to take a look back, if you were a little tacker in the 70s or 80s, recycling in Australia used to be fairly simple. Uh, In a lot of parts of Australia, you could leave out your glass bottles uh, Mm -hmm. or you could bundle up the cardboard or paper and the council would collect that. Um, And cans too were a really big thing. You used to actually get some pretty good pocket money out of the cans. Then, of course, plastics kind of grew to be one of the main materials in all of our packaging. And by that stage, a lot more curbside collection was happening with all the different materials chucked in and sorted at central facilities. Yeah, and for years, a lot of that plastic waste was sent to China uh, because we didn't really have the industry to deal with it locally. Um, Then, back in 2017, China said, no more, we're not going to be the world's dumping ground for all of this. And that basically meant that Australia had about 600,000 tonnes of mixed recycling every year that it had to deal with. A huge amount. And that was back in 2017, but this whole collapse of Red Cycle shows six years later we still don't have anywhere near the capacity to deal with everything that we're putting in our bins. No, we don't, and it's a real problem. Okay, well, next up, let's look at why some plastics are public enemy number one for governments right around Australia. When we're talking about problems with recycling, we are, for the most part, talking about plastics. Just explain to us why that's so different, so problematic compared to other stuff we might be putting into our recycling bin, like, say, cardboard or paper or glass. Yeah, it's a good question. And let's just take a small area like the ACT. It's got some really good stats. Uh, So by weight of what goes into people's yellow bins, nearly 50% is paper or cardboard. Uh, Most of that, uh, the government ships just up the road to Tumut in the Snowy Mountains, and it's turned into craft paper, which is that heavy duty brown paper. Uh, Glass is next on the list, uh, about 30% by weight, and it gets turned into sand locally, and it's sold in the ACT or interstate. Right. So far, so good. But it's the 20% by weight mixed plastics where things start to get really complicated. Yeah. And that's because no two plastics really are the same. Um, After researching this topic, I looked into my recycling. Um, There's a coffee cup, uh, a lid, there's a (laughs) semi-hard yogurt container and a lid, there's a milk bottle and a lid. Um, And you need to really put your reading glasses on and look at the fine print. Um, Mm. You need to know if all of those different components can actually go into the recycling bin. Yeah, and it also depends on which state you're in, right, if they'll actually end up being sorted back into landfill. Yeah, and back to the ACT example. So clear PET plastics, um, think water bottles, soft drink bottles, those fruit punnets, um, they're generally able to be sold into the domestic recycling market. Milk bottles, uh, except for the lids, um, the types of plastics that are used in those cleaning product containers, they're generally sellable to domestic recyclers as well. Right. So all that stuff we've been pretty good at dealing with in Australia, but then there are a lot of grades of hard plastic, the ones that China started refusing. They're like margarine or ice cream containers that might actually end up in the tip. 
Yeah, exactly right. And then we get to the soft plastics. Um, governments have spent millions of dollars trying to educate people to stop putting Glad wrap, uh, food packaging, other soft plastics into their recycling bins. It actually gets jammed up in the different machines and then it has to get separated out and moved to landfill. And obviously that leads to why a company like Red Cycle started in the first place, to give people a way to recycle all their soft plastic waste. And now it's gone bust. Yeah, and we're kind of back to square one on that and there's really no clear alternative to it. Uh, I don't want to give you an alarming stat, but all of the states and the federal government um, signed up to a target back in 2018 that by 2025, 70% of our plastic packaging would be recycled or composted. And how are we tracking on that, Claire? (laughs) Well, the last comprehensive report by the peak body had us tracking at 16% of soft plastics being recycled. uh, And that was before Red Cycle went bust. So there's a lot of work to do. Okay, well, we won't dwell on what's going wrong. Instead, next up, let's look at what we can do to make recycling work better. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. Look, let's face it, we could be all doom and gloom about the state of recycling in Australia, but there are things that we all can still do. Yep, we can all just move to a farm and grow our own food and not ever buy anything. That's one option, I guess. <laughs> but look, 90% of us, it seems, believe that recycling is really important. Um, it's just that Clean Up Australia found that a lot of us aren't actually doing it the right way. So some of the most commonly things found in the recycling bins that shouldn't be there include plastic bags, broken glassware, batteries, uh, also clothing and half full food containers and paper towels. Ah, the old paper towels Mm. or tissues or wet wipes in the recycling bin. I reckon everyone's fished those out. Pizza boxes, that one really gets me. Yep, pizza boxes really get me too. (laughs) Uh, And when we clog the recycling bin with the stuff that shouldn't be there, it can often mean a whole load uh, at the facility gets contaminated and all of it has to be sent to landfill. Yeah, Clean Up Australia says too many of us wish cycle. That means that we want to do the right thing and feel better the more we chuck in the recycling bin. Yeah, and chucking more in the recycling bin doesn't actually lead to a good result. So Mm. uh, one of those cases, it's less is more. Um, To actually recycle more, we've got to think smarter about what we chuck in there. 
And look, even before we get to that stage of deciding which household bin to put which bit of packaging in, there's lots of decisions we make every day that can help reduce what actually ends up in landfill. Yep, and number one is reducing the amount of things that we buy with packaging in the first place. Um, So, you know, using your own bags and boxes for fruit and veg and that sort of thing. Um, Also, where you can't avoid packaging considering buying things uh, with the Australian recycling label on it, um, it will clearly tell you, again, if you put your reading glasses on, uh, where to put each component of the container. So it might say lid bin, container, recycling, foil, scrunch and recycle. It's all on the packaging. Yeah, I love those labels when I see them because they really do take the guesswork out of recycling because it does feel a bit like a gamble when you have the one product with different sorts of materials. Yeah, and I know some people are rolling their eyes going, oh, my God, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Uh, I don't have time for it in the supermarket when I'm making purchasing decisions as well. And fair call, uh, we're just trying to help you if it's something that you've got in mind. And another good tip is to choose products where the packaging is easy to recycle, like glass or cardboard, or choose products where it says the packaging is made from 100% recycled material. Yeah, and we're seeing that more and more, I think, in the supermarkets and other Mm. stores. And look, hopefully in a pretty short time frame, companies will be able to respond to the pressure on this uh, and create solutions for consumers so that we're not having to search the fine print to do the right thing. Um, Both Coles and Woolies have a 2025 goal um, to have all their own brand packaging uh, being 100% recyclable, reusable or compostable. uh, And that's going to have a really big impact in the market. And, you know, we've also now got a generation of kids who are desperate for us to do better. And they're also leading the way in innovative ideas to keep plastics out of landfill. Lids for Kids is one that springs to mind for me. And that's collected more than 5 million milk bottle lids and turned them into a bunch of amazing things like mobility aids. Oh, those kids, they're pretty smart. And (laughs) it seems that there's no shortage of goodwill in everyone that's a bit older than the kids as well. Mm. So lots of enthusiasm for it. Definitely. And that's your shortcut to recycling in Australia. Now on to our recommendations. Clean Up Australia Day has been doing amazing work keeping rubbish out of parks and waterways for the past 33 years. So I'll give you their link for all the things you can do to reduce your waste. Yep, that's a really good one. Uh, And look, I know I promise not to be Captain Doom and Gloom, but (laughs) I've got this really good read from Reuters. They've tracked one big company's promise to recycle sneakers. Um, They actually put tracking devices in the sneakers to see where they ended up. And spoiler alert, it's not quite where they promised. So, Mm. yeah problems all around, but interesting to really get on top of what's happening in the big system. Thank you for listening in. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. In the meantime, there are plenty more episodes for you to go back and have a listen to. So get on to that. Until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. 
tell your barista, tell your hairdresser, whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.